0: Hello, I'm your host, Donald Altman, and welcome to Pathways, where you are invited to join us for a visit with leaders in personal and cultural transformation. It goes without saying that the world is experiencing turbulence of all kinds, personal, social, ecological, and we need a way to cope, not just heal and to heal from all sorts of trauma. That means healing ourselves, our relationships, and our world. None of this can be done instantly. There is no magic wand or pill we can take, but we can expand our awareness to integrate ancient and universal practices that have existed and have been used by our most distant ancestors. Where do we start? Well, there are many variations of ancient spiritual practices, whether through our major wisdom traditions or shamanic teachings that have been embedded in cultures around the world. To help explore the subject of healing the earth and ourselves through spiritual means is Sandra Ingerman. Sandra is an award winning author of 12 books, including Soul Retrieval, Medicine for the Earth, the Book of Ceremony, and the book we'll be talking about today Walking in the Light, the Everyday Empowerment of a Shamanic Life. Sandra is the presenter of eight audio programs and is a world renowned teacher of shamanism who has been teaching for close to 40 years. Sandra has taught workshops internationally on shamanic journeying, healing, and reversing environmental pollution using spiritual methods. She is recognized for bridging ancient cross-cultural healing methods into our modern culture, addressing the needs of our times. She is passionate about helping people reconnect with nature. Since the 1980s, thousands of people have healed from past and present traumas through the classic cross-cultural shamanic healing method that Sandra teaches called soul retrieval. In addition to being a licensed marriage and family therapist and mental health counselor, she's also a board certified expert on traumatic stress. She was selected as one of the most, as one of the actually 100 most spiritually influential people by Watkins Body Mind Spirit Magazine. Sandra has received the Peace Award from the Global Foundation for Integrative Medicine and was chosen as one of the top 10 spiritual leaders of 2013 by Spirituality and Health Magazine. It's an honor and a pleasure to have Sandra Ingerman here with us today. Hello, Sandra, and welcome to the Pathways Show.
1: Thank you so much, Donald. It's so great to be here. We've had a a nice chance to talk before the show. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Well, thank you. And I'm really impressed by all the teaching you have done and how many people you've influenced in positive ways over the years. Your book, Walking in the Light, is a wonderful tool that shows how anyone can bring shamanic principles into daily life. And, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit about your own journey into shamanism how you know how did you first hear about it what brought you into this world
1: well i was actually tricked um by the universe um (laughs) (laughs) but i guess my story starts a little bit uh earlier and i won't go fully into my story because i have a pretty crazy story um i was born in uh brooklyn new york to very uh, traditional family who grew up with immigrant parents and a lower class neighborhood in, in Brooklyn. So, you know, everybody lived a, a pretty structured life. And when I was seven years old, I get got hit by lightning and started having a lot of spiritual experiences. And it, those of you who know anything about shamanism, uh, lightning, st- hitting somebody is typically a sign that they're being, um, they're going to be initiated to be a shaman by the spirits. It's not a choice you make, it's they choose you. And so um, I also uh, grew up in the 60s. So I kind of came into the 60s with already a spiritual awareness because my consciousness, um, uh, I just kept getting spiritual information all my life and I was so connected to nature, oh my God, I was so connected to nature and the elements and um and and I drowned when I was 19 and had the full near-death experience going down, swimming down the tunnel and coming into a beautiful garden with a stone bench and oh, the peace and unconditional love and the unearthly music that was playing. It was wild. It was unbelievable. And somebody um, performing CPR on me brought me back to life. Um, and that kept kind of going on my life has just been like that i also grew up in the 60s when there was all this trying to change consciousness unrest due to the the vietnam war and that led us all into a drug culture too and so i added drugs to already the spiritual downloads i was getting so I was just always getting all this information, but I was so frustrated, because as a young kid, I had no path. I was just getting all this spiritual information, but what do I do with it? How do I work with this? I I was lost. No, it's really,
0: oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so, I I was going to the California Institute of Asian Studies, now called the California Institute of Integral Studies in California, and I was working two jobs to put myself through school and somebody came in and said, you can sign up for a two-unit workshop for really easy units we don't know what it's on but we heard it's easy and i did and it was an anthropologist from the east coast teaching a workshop on shamanism that was halloween of 1980 so i just celebrated my 42nd anniversary practicing shamanism
0: (laughs) wow fantastic you know you mentioned the initiation Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a chapter, you're talking in your book also about uh, birth, uh, death, and initiation, and rebirth as being important. That sounds kind of scary, maybe, to some people. Can you talk about that a little bit, about the idea of being initiated?
1: Well, you know, it is scary. But what I want to say is we are all, every single person on the planet right now is in a big initiation. Um, you know, uh, the pandemic coming into our lives, uh, the division coming into our lives, uh, the environmental factors coming into our lives. So um, what happens in initiation, because all of these events are creating initiations for all of us. So this is the topic I'm talking on everywhere in to help people mm-hmm. get through it. In shamanism, Uh, An initiation um, is uh, is really about getting the understanding that you're more than a body, that you're more than a mind, and that your true essential spirit is um, your true essential nature is spiritual light. And so um, in shamanism, there's a practice called dismemberment where uh, some uh, helping spirit, beautiful, compassionate spirit, it sounds gruesome, but people love it. It's actually the most loving uh, thing that can happen, comes and completely destroys your body, um, licks your bones um, and does healings on you. But in the meantime, your your body's been destroyed you have the opportunity to go back home to spirit where you remember i'm not an ego i'm not just a body Mm. i'm light. i'm source i am the creator and so then you come back down and the spirits are working on your body they're cleaning your organs they're cleaning everything up and they put you back together and that's called a rememberment so, the dismemberment is the death part, the tearing of heart, so that you can remember who you really are, who your true self is, because we're not a body and a mind. And so, initiations are hard, they're really hard. I mean, They, you know, people were put through all kinds of fire rituals. I have a friend who's a Mongolian shaman who was covered in honey and staked down on the ground with red ants on her for three days. Some people are buried in the earth. And the point of these initiations is that in shamanism, we lived in community and everybody has to be strong in the community. Everybody has to be able to add a strength to the community for the community to survive. So the initiations happen to people, were done to people or happened spontaneously to people so that they could find their spiritual strength. Because when you're going through a death experience, your spirit has to wake up to get you out of it or you die. And so in shamanic cultures, not everybody made it through an initiation because they had to on their own with no help from the community and no help from the spiritual world, they had to ignite their spirit so that all of a sudden they have the strength, they have the power and they realize that this is god i came in here to do so much and and they go out into the world and they live their destiny and so that's what's happening in the pandemic right now we're all going through an initiation where our mind and our ego are being re-sculpted That's the whole point of an initiation you think of um, the Grand Canyon and and the waters coming down to uh, sculpt the rocks over God knows how many years that's what we're going through right now that's when initiation is is it's when you lose something Um, it's when you get sick Um, it's when a huge challenge comes into your life Uh, there's a divorce there's a death Um, those really big things or the loss of our environment the loss of a home um, Uh, something that's really big that all of a sudden helps you to remember that that's not who you are, that past identity is not who you are, and who you are is a spiritual being who has the power now and the tools to get through challenges that present themselves and you're more connected to spirit your ego has been sculpted away so that now you can really connect with spirit and get true information and not be so ego driven and what i wrote about in walking in light um, which is really important to me is that in shamanic communities a big part of the initiation was welcoming people back because they were different now they had different values different morals almost a different personality Um, and in our culture you think about how many people people lost families um, all the death that's going on all the initiation that's going on, people's consciousness are being changed. We're being re-sculpted. We're going through a huge dismemberment, rememberment, initiation right now so that we can be sculpted into the beauty of ourselves that we've forgotten. We've forgotten. uh, You know, it
0: seems seems like uh, sometimes we're afraid of loss, right? But what you're saying is here... It's actually a silver lining because it it allows us to transform and to have a rebirth into something completely new. Now you talk about community as being a part of that. Uh, if somebody's in our culture today and they have, you know, we've all gone through uh, experiencing the COVID, for example, through that, p- that pandemic, <clears throat> and yet at the same time how do we connect with the shamanic community through this how do we find our the people who can move us uh, and, and support us as we go forward
1: well there are tons of shamanic communities out there and you know right right now uh with the COVID, people are mostly working um online Um, But uh, the uh, traditional shamanic communities are being more vocal, and um, there are ways to find out about that more through the Internet. I don't have resources for that. Um, I train teachers and practitioners, and so I have hundreds of people that people can work with, and they form their own little shamanic communities, and it becomes so important to them to have their own shamanic communities where they can journey for each other, inspire each other, and perform ceremonies together.
0: Yeah. Now, you have a chapter entitled uh, Everyday Empowerment Through Words, Forgiveness, and Gratitude gratitude happens to be one of my favorite topics sandra and uh, um why is gratitude integral to shamanism or the shamanic journey
1: i i think um gratitude in the shamanic journey in shamanic cultures What I wrote about in Walking in Light, really, I wrote a lot in Walking in Light, but a lot of the core of Walking in Light is what children are taught in shamanic cultures, but they're Mm. teachers we didn't get in this culture. So when you're a child in a shamanic culture, you're taught about honor. You're taught about respect. You're taught about that gratitude is the most important thing, that anything can be healed, saying the words thank you. Um, Saying thank you to nature for everything that you brought. Thank you for my life. Thank you to the sun for coming up every day. In shamanic cultures, you have to remember, we're going back um, to times. Shamanism is over 100,000 years old people didn't know the sun was going to come up every day. So they started (laughs) the day all over the world Mm. greeting the sun with unbelievable gratitude, gratitude that we probably don't even know their depth of gratitude Mm. that the sun came up to bring them life again. So everything Mm. is about gratitude about the water that you drink gratitude about the gifts that the creator gave Um, and then honoring everything that's alive because we're all part of what's called the web of life and we all do that dance together and so we're Mm -hmm. in gratitude for all the other creatures all the beings that live in the earth the air and in the water, so gratitude is given every day. I actually have a belief, and I've been saying this for over 10 years now, if every person on the planet would wake up every morning and would give thanks and gratitude to the sun to the wind, uh, for the air that we breathe; mm. to the earth, for everything she gives us; to the water, for everything that we're given. Um, the gifts were given by water. The blessings were given by water. I believe we would not be having an environmental crisis. Well, um, you, you uh,
0: write in your book. One of the things you wrote that I really liked was you. You said, "Always work with the spirit of love." You are taking a loving action toward yourself when you release what binds you right yeah and that that really struck me because it's it's kind of like saying we need to let go of our stuckness and see things fresh and have the love that's love is kind of a natural um experience for humans right
1: it is it is but you probably see this in the spiritual community, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's out. I know it's outside of the spiritual community too. It's so hard for uh, people in the shamanic community to love themselves. They they feel it's about helping others, and now with so many people sick, so many people who are drawn to shamanism are sensitives. And as sensitives, we're, we're all dealing with 21st century illnesses right now. And so what people are realizing and what what's really coming out is the only true way of healing is loving yourself. Mm. So it's almost like, you know, the shamanic community doesn't want to be so ego. I, oh, I don't want to love myself because I want to be loving everybody else. but. When you love yourself and you heal, you end up loving yourself, everybody, um, in the process, because there's only oneness.
0: That's really interesting, because even uh, in the ancient loving kindness practice, you send the love to yourself first, Mm. and then you send it out. In other words, if you don't possess it, how can you really send it out if you don't have something? It's hard to give it away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You also said in your book, uh, radiate your light throughout the day, see others as radiant light. And I thought that was really incredible.
1: Yeah. And so when we end, we're going to actually do an exercise so that you can actually start that practice for yourself. But um, uh, there's some work that I call healing with spiritual light. And uh, when I was looking at um reversing river pollution on the planet that was a real call of mine and um i went i took a group to egypt twice and um between one of my trips to egypt the egyptian god anubis came to me in a dream and he said the missing piece of your uh work to reverse environmental pollution and illness is transfiguration And to make a long story short, uh, there was a real adventure that went on for me to learn what transfiguration was, but simply what transfiguration is, is where uh, what we talked about, where you step away from your body, you step away from your ego, and you experience yourself just as pure, absolute pure, uh, spiritual light and so when you absorb that light into your cells it 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 brings so much healing to your body I could sit here for hours telling miracle stories mm. of people who just do that practice for themselves but then we just let that light emanate we don't send the difference between my work and a lot of the other work that's going on with light we don't send, we're working with the feminine principle of it's who Mm -hmm. you become, not what you do. So the point is, is let's say um, right now in the middle of the show, I get a phone call, a friend of mine is ill and I go, um, I just close my eyes and I see that friend in her divine light, I don't see her illness, I only see her Mm. light. And then that light grows inside of her and and that tradition has been around for thousands of years and it's all part of shamanism but it hasn't been part of popular shamanism so it's a practice that that i've been bringing back since 2000 Um, i started with my book medicine for the earth and then just kept growing work into walking walking in light And so there's a whole practice about how we can help the planet and how we can help others um, by seeing everything in their divine light. So you can either look at me and say, you know, she doesn't look that good. Um, Or you can look at me and say, wow, look at the light coming out of her eyes. And, Mm. and it, that's just your perception your perception creates your reality and so when you start saying mm-hmm. to people you look tired they get tired <laughs> but when right you, when you look at them and say oh my god look at that light coming through you they uh they wake up so we just have so many cases of reversing pollution and water um If people go to my website, I have results of uh, GDV results. Um, There's all kinds of results. We've done uh, scientific experiments with watching what happens when we just see substances that we would consider toxic or people we would consider ill we don't see it as toxic we see no illness we only see divine light and divine perfection and the results that we have are simply simply amazing we took in Salzburg, in the early 2000s, we took water that would kill anybody who would drink it, and at the end of the ceremony, we passed it around our circle, and we all drank it, including me. And I'm still here, so <laughs> I think. Wow, that's
0: that's amazing. That uh, and I realize you've done interesting research around these kinds of topics. You know, um, there's a lot more we could talk about here, but I wanted to ha- give you time to. Maybe share a couple of minutes if you could do the Radiant that uh, exercise you had mentioned. Share that with us.
1: Yeah, so for those of you who would like to do this uh, at home on a regular basis, what I suggest is putting on some spiritual music, but no words, just music that brings you into a nice, relaxed, expanded space. And we don't have to do with music, Um, you could do with drumming, you could do with rattling, you could do with music, but so I'm going to teach you the exercise now. You know how the stars um, shine in the sky, um, and there's so many of them, and we love them, and they radiate light, they don't send light, they radiate light, and so that's the point of what we do. So go inside, imagine a beautiful golden star, golden moon, golden sun, and imagine yourself uh, absorbing the energy of that into every cell of your body and allow yourself to emanate like a star would out into the world. And that is your true spiritual nature. And keep trying to hold that light more every day. Don't come back from it. Keep trying to hold that as you walk in the world and watch your life and the world change as you do that.
0: Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, You know, your book is very complex, and I'd love to talk more about spirits and the ancient um, helpers and guides that you talk about in the book. Um, But uh, let's be sure to tell our listeners on your... About your website where they can hear more about your work and learn more about your books too Sandraingerman.com. and that's one word Sandra i-n-g-e-r-m-a-n dot com uh so we, we've run out of time today but uh i i, I hope that people uh take a look at, at your book walk in the light it's a wonderful book i mean there's so much in there i was really It opened up a lot of ideas and worlds for me, actually, Sandra. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, For those who tuned into Pathways Late, uh, this is your host, Donald Altman, author of several books on mindfulness, including my newest, the Simply Mindful coloring book, Simply Mindful, a seven-week course and personal handbook for mindful living, and my new mystical novel, Travelers. Information about my courses, books, and CDs can be found at mindfulpractices.com. In a second, I'll tell you how you can rewind and replay this interview whenever you want via the internet or as a free podcast. Today, we've been visiting with award-winning author and internationally known shamanic teacher, Sandra Ingerman. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into Pathways, which is broadcast and streamed via KBOO-FM Sunday mornings at 8.30 USA Pacific Time. Podcasts of today's show, which you can listen to and forward to others, are available for free at divination.com, and that's spelled D-I-V-I nation.com, as well as via iTunes and other free podcast servers. This is Donald Altman, along with Pathways host Paul O'Brien, reminding you to tell your friends about Pathways Radio and Podcasts. Thanks again to Sandra Ingerman and to all of you listeners for tuning in and being a part of the Pathways conversation.